What was that question? <laughs> How's life been, man? How you feeling? It's good. It's good. This morning, <laughs> I got up pretty early. I have like a lot I like, of... Uh, I like how you want to publicize this. You're like, no, no, this is going to be great for the podcast. <laughs> it's not going to be great, but I don't know. What's the point of having a... What's the point of having a... Possibly... I don't know. If, it feels disingenuous to have a sad or like a, a depressing conversation off air air like we're on the fucking radio um <clears throat> no it's all right i just woke up early and I've, I've had so much stuff to that i needed to do i finally went through i'm not even done with it but i'm, I'm i finally went through like my iphone my phone is full i need to get a bunch of photos and videos oh, off sure. my phone to make space yeah. and so i spent the last hour and a half doing that which yeah. means i spent the last hour and a half looking at old photographs of uh, happier times <laughs> and so it's so like that's not a little rough this morning (laughs) yeah that's not how i wanted to start my day that's fair that's fair Um, yeah but anyway that was just uh my 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 melancholy morning which sounds like the name of a band or album or something yeah my melancholy morning jacket um all right welcome to let's get trashed everybody uh let's get trashed i'm nick from Austin, your co-host is Stephen from, are we saying San Francisco? You can say San Jose. It's fine. San Jose, Bay Area. Yeah. Bay Area, yeah. Uh, and today, we are talking about The King's Man. Okay. okay, I was like, I wasn't sure what we were starting off with. I was we're, like, we're, doing, we're, right, doing, we're doing King's Man first, because, cool. because this one, uh, I think we have like more to talk about. Yeah. The other one, the other one where we, I don't, I don't think we'll have a whole bunch to talk about. I think we will. Um, well, I mean, we, we will, we will, but I mean, I, I don't think we're going to do a deep dive on the other one. And then that's also going to be our movie theater versus at home discussion, uh-huh. which uh, is one we could just cut off any, any time. Uh-huh. But this one, I, this one I want to get through because um, <clears throat> for the first time, <laughs> I have watched one of the Kings series, whatever this is called. There's there's Kingsman, there's Kingsman. There's Kingsman Gold Circle. There's Golden Kingsman, Circle. Um, there's King's Speech. There's uh, Kingsville, <laughs> South Texas. There's... All part of the same fucking universe, you know? Yeah. There's um, King Salmon or King Crab. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, this was my first time seeing a... a, a, a Kingsman movie. Um, so I started with this is I assume this is a prequel. Yeah, that's okay. Correct, yeah, this is a prequel. It's funny, you know, prequels are funny because why they always try to use the same actor. How how much late? How much earlier is this prequel than like the the main entries in the series? I think this is like this is what is this World War One? Yeah, it's World War One. Okay, so it's like this is the movies that take place that I'm aware of are like current day. The fuck <laughs> is yeah. Ray? Is Ray Fiennes not in the current? I thought he was the star of all of them. Ray Fiennes, who's Ray Fiennes? Oh my oh, god, Ralph the main Fiennes. character. Nope, nope, nope. Don't sure? don't don't embarrass yourself as a film podcaster this early in your career, <laughs> Stephen. It's he. It's pronounced. It's pronounced Rafe. It's Rafe oh, Fines. Well, I'm gonna call him Voldemort because that's what I know him as. So oh you, know. you know what, everybody, it's been fun. We're gonna can't. We're done. <laughs> We're, this over. This We're gonna cancel. 
We'll just move on to the next movie. We'll just do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Ray Fiennes is a, I mean, he's a great, he's a great actor, especially back when he used to do real things. He was awesome. I mean, his like third or fourth movie role is as uh, Amon Gota or Goth, Gota, I think it's Gota, uh, as, as like, I mean, one of the many, many bad guys in Schindler's List. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. no shortage of bad guys to be found in the movie Schindler's List, but he's a very uh, impactful one that you get to see on screen um, with the, I mean, that one of the best film scenes ever of smoking a cigarette, putting the cigarette down on his windowsill and picking up the sniper rifle and just, he just shoots a, I can't remember, a, a, he shoots a woman in, in a concentration, like just for fun, his idea of fun. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking wild, dude. He was, um, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great actor and he took on really like challenging roles throughout his career. It's hard to be a villain. Well, yeah, not for you. You're a bad dude, but for those of us, for, for, those, for those of us that are cool, <laughs> Those are the coolest. What do you mean? For those of us that are are sweethearts and uh, just want to be nice, then it's uh, it's tough. It's you know, well, think about like you know another like historical period uh, drama. Not, I don't know how historical, but but you know that that famous story of Leo DiCaprio, like you know flinching on the set of Django Unchained. It's like it's hard to scream the n word at you know at actors. It's you know you don't want to do that. That's bad. But you know the um, the the famous story that his co-stars you know sat him down and was like, dude, you have to lean into it. You know it. You're doing a disservice to the movie if you don't play this guy like the worst piece of garbage that's ever been in history. So again, it's a it's a conflict that a lot of actors face when they're doing something really horrible. Um, and so Ray Fiennes being, you know, Goethe, I, I wish I knew how to speak literally any other language besides, I don't even barely speak English that well. It's safe, safe. <laughs> but the fact that so we have a podcast Amon, right now, I know it's the word we should not have a podcast. I know I can't wait until we're podcast millionaires in six months, and then it's just like it, it, everyone's going to be like, Why do these guys have a show? How are they so successful? It's because we have the sauce. <laughs> That's all you need. You don't need to know how to speak anything. You don't even really need to watch that many movies. You just need whatever. You just need the sauce that I have, and I I have extra. I have enough for Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, he was a really bad guy. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He was also he was also Voldemort. Yeah. Um, he was uh, he plays Mallory. He's he's M in the new or in the previous James Bond franchise. Okay. He took over from Dame Judy Dench as uh as M head of the MI6. Uh so I guess he is kind of, you know, I guess he is kind of doing I mean he was in the Avengers obviously. So uh he is kind of becoming a just a, a franchisey type of guy. But he he used to be he used to be sick, but yeah, he's the star of the Avengers. The star of the Avengers. He was the star of the Avengers. You're the you're the Marvel fan. I can't believe you don't even know this. I do not, and I, I'm looking up his film. And I, the main character in the Avengers is him. The main character, the number one dude. 
That's Robert Downey Jr., bro. No. Oh, sorry. You're thinking of the wrong Avengers. What the fuck? Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? I, was like, I don't yeah. know anything I knew, about I knew that would get you. So the Avengers was a was a spy drama. Avengers was a was a British British spy drama from like the 60s. Uh-huh. And then in the 90s, they made a they made a TV show of it. Uh-huh. And uh anyway, it it's one of those spy, he's like a spy with a bowler hat and a cane. He's like a fancy pants kind of spy. I don't know. I get you. I get you. I get you. Something, something to do with like artwork, right. I think. How did you feel about the film? Uh, so again, for my first time, I wa- I went in completely blind. I know nothing about these movies. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I did like this movie. Uh, more than I, way more than I thought I would. I definitely went in with like low expectations, but um. I did like it. There's a lot of, there's a few things I kind of didn't like. And some things that I generally think are cool, but I don't think they did a great job. So again, this is a, <clears throat> this is a, uh, I'm going to call it a period piece. It takes place in World War One, And he is a, an aristocrat of some kind in England. You know, was he a duke or an earl? He's a something. Yeah, he's a the duke. Okay, he's, he's the duke. Uh, yeah, he's a duke. He's got a son. Uh, his wife gets killed first scene. The son has to witness that. And then he spends his life being like overprotective of his son. Yeah. Uh, the wife, her, the wife's dying words are never let him see war again, which is a crazy unrealistic you know that's not unrealistic it's called realistic he's the duke of oxford he has the money not to send his kid to war or put his kid to war you know it's pretty yeah that's not not seeing war oh you know i mean that's like that's okay i guess you're that's but again that's the that's the impetus of the entire thing is like he hits it's his mission now to prevent war that's that's where the film kind of ends up which i don't want to We'll go. We'll talk for a little bit before we get into spoilers. I think we should oh, we're just know, have, a, have, a, have a demarcation of, of spoilers come later, just uh, for just a little bit. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it that thing of like never let him even see war, which is like I don't know. I have to see war. You know, war's going on right now as we're filming. We see it on. You know, I, I'm seeing. You know, I'm not. I'm certainly not seeing it up close and personal. Thank, yeah. thank God. But. Uh, I'm aware that it like exists, so it's just hard to be. <laughs> yeah, I get um, you. I understand. I understand. Yeah, and then you know, I don't know one uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is they're trying to do. I don't know. I got a I got a reminiscence, right? I got reminded of. Do you remember the movie A Knight's Tale? Oh, I do. I do. With yeah. uh, Heath Ledger. And uh, Alan Tudyk, <clears throat> and whom else? I can't remember who else. Paul Bettany. Yes, Paul Bettany. Very good. Uh, yeah. And then Shane Sosamu. I, okay. I forget her name. But yeah. she's from like that one movie with the dead people, like, where they're in purgatory. I forget what it's called. I don't know. Oh, and then Alan Tudyk. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I said Alan Tudyk. 
Uh, anyway, yeah. So, A Knight's Tale. What was that movie was like again a, a period piece, medieval England, but they were using like modern music and kind of modern language. They weren't talking, you know, old timey. They were being kind of contemporary. And then you know everybody in the stands during the joust, they're doing like uh, We Will Rock You. It's just these weird um, anachronisms, but it worked really well in that movie. It was it was a super stylistic thing, and it was like permeated the movie, which therefore made it make a lot of sense. It was like clearly a, a style. This movie has just enough of that to make it seem like a mistake almost. Like the they're they're not particularly speaking very modernly until at one point somebody calls somebody else a fuck stick, which is like some sort of dumb t- Twitter insult, or that's like what Redditors call each other. It's like fuck stick or, you know, douche canoe. Like, you know, just a really, just a really lame, like re- lame Redditor bullshit. That's yeah. like just the cheesiest, you know, they're the biggest dorks on earth. So it's just a, um, it, it, it had some of that kind of weird contemporary language that I thought was cheesy and lame um, and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. It was uh, that, that took me out of it a little bit, but in general uh, I liked it. Uh, what did you think? Um, I was a fan of the series. Who's watched all of it. I was a fan of the series. I just liked the first one a lot enough to watch the second one. And the second one was enough to keep me around for the third, the, the prequel. So I watched it. Um, I not gonna lie, it was a much slower film than I anticipated. Um, it wasn't as like crazy or as fun as the original. Really? Um, yeah, not at all. It was. It was. There's some moments. There's some really fun moments, but it was never like as exhilarating as the first one was. And I'm kind of. I was kind of disappointed by that. But I still had fun. It was still a fun. There's still fun moments. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, the I, I really like the character at Rasputin. Like, I really like his character. <laughs> he's a very interesting person, and uh, just the way he was his uh, I guess his fighting techniques were were really fun, and uh, I enjoyed so, his character. Yeah. So at some point, they go to fight Rasputin. Um. <clears throat> so well, let's before yeah, you're we'll let's talk about that. We'll get kind of a, a plot synopsis. We'll see. We'll see if we can structure this a little bit more than we have done other plots. Who knows? Maybe it won't work. This might this one <laughs> this one might feel kind of dead. Um, but there's a war is a ruin in Europe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we have to say this every thirty years. You know, this goddamn continent can't keep its shit together, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Nine, you know, nineteen teens, nineteen tens. It's a uh, wars on the horizon. <clears throat> There's a secret cabal of uh, of influential behind the scenes ass people who meet on top of a on top of a plateau. They meet on top of like a mesa, oh, yeah, like, yeah, a mesa in the middle of what would be considered like. <laughs> Yeah, in the Arizona, middle of Zona, Scotland, or, yeah, yeah it's like right, so exactly. It, it's it. You, you could see, you could almost see like the Roadrunner and the Coyote down Underneath, below. Doing yeah, activities. Yeah, doing activities. See some like, anvils falls. I know. I was like, I don't know much about the geography or topography of 
Scott, where are they? Scotland or Ireland or something Dude, like that? I honestly don't. They didn't. Look, they didn't oh, tell us. But the dude, there's some yeah maps, in the places, but it wasn't. It was pretty. Oh wait, no, it wasn't. Never mind. It was either way. It was not they, very good. They meet on top of like there's literally one mountain. It's flat, and this is where a secret organization meets, led by a led by a a dude we don't know who it is. He's uh yeah we are that's a mystery yeah that's our mystery of the film. All we know is he's got a Scottish accent. Somehow, somehow a Scotsman is bossing around people from all over the world. I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think that, you know, no offense to Scotland, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're pulling the strings. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think they're the puppeteer of uh, world politics anytime ever. So, but anyway, secret organization comprised of people that are from America, from Germany, Rasputin from Russia, everybody that's like highly, they're all highly placed around world leaders. Oligarchs, yeah, yeah, they're all placed in positions of, I guess, consider power, you know? Yeah. And they're, they're pulling the strings. Or they all have influence, they all have access yeah. to people with power. Is yeah, the and they're like the, the real puppet masters, you know, like right. they're the ones really dangling the strings. But yeah, that was and so Rasputin is, of course, in Russia with uh with the czar and his family, Czar Nicholas. And um <clears throat> anyway, all this stuff, and they're the ones that orchestrate the assassination of uh Franz Ferdinand, Archduke Ferdinand, that kicks off World War One. Yeah. Um and then this guy is secretly having all of his agents or whatever you know, manipulate, manipulate various world leaders into doing what he wants them to do. At some point, Ray finds and his now almost adult kid and his time has passed. Let's, let's be honest. And sometimes some, some time. Oh, has well, right. The open, it's, <laughs> it's the opening, <laughs> opening scene. The, the pre-credit scene is the kid's a boy and he yeah. sees his mom die. The, everything after that is the same time. He's a, you want um, spoilers he, now. No, no, this is not spoilers yet. Um, he's, he's almost an adult. So anyway, at this point, he, he desperate to join the army. He just wants to fight in the army. Yeah. Um, and then anyway, dad convinces him, go with me on a mission. And we're going to go, we'll go kill Rasputin in order to uh, stop the Russians from something, something in order to stop the Russians from doing something. We'll yeah. go kill Rasputin and then he won't be, he won't be a uh, warm tongue right. in the ear of the king or whatever. Um, so it's like, hey, all right, you. <laughs> that was funny. It's like, congrats, son, you're a spy now. Let's go. Let's go have sex with Rasputin because it turns out it's way sexual, dude. Extremely sexual. I'm like, <laughs> that was a very. It was like, what the fuck? Why does it have to be this weird? But it got weird really yeah. quickly. And then it just, I was like, what the fuck? What was, what was weirder? Uh, the son trying to fuck Rasputin or Rasputin trying to fuck Ray Fines, and then licking his leg with the bullet hole. And uh, <laughs> probably the licking of the bullet hole and then healing him. Really? Well, that wasn't even work. him licking. Yeah. Him licking the bullet hole from uh, Ray Fines' previous injury wasn't. As weird as Ray finds sitting there going, oh, oh, like <laughs> enjoying I mean, it way too much. Yeah, like why are you feeling it like this, dude? 
you just gotta be you sh- if he was like you know so <laughs> fuck you know that would have i guess made more sense but everybody it just went from it's like mid assassination plot ray fines just starts coming it's like what the fuck dude calm down we have a job to do <laughs> what do they what do they- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so that was a, again very weird sexual scene, then followed by a fight scene that I thought was kind of cheesy. Maybe I didn't like this movie because again, the stylistic stuff that they think is cool, or that that, you know, that you think is cool. You said you liked his fight moves. You liked him. You liked him ballet dancing during a fight. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty classy. I thought that was. I don't know. I thought that was cheesy. I thought that was like, you know what? That's that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing Edgar Wright does now. Like baby driver where like every single, he can't just walk down the street. He has to like, he has to the tip, you know, uh, he has to to happiness. Yeah. He has to tap. He has to tap dance around the street. And every time he opens a door, it, it coincides with the music. That's like how this whole fight scene was. None of the rest of the movie was like it. Just, well, you're right. just the yeah, rest just of the fight party. scene. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, a weird element, just like the contemporary dialogue or cursing and then some of the music and stuff. It's a weird contemporary element. There's not enough of it to be like, oh, that's our thing. Yeah. It, he's yeah. just doing, he's got, oh, let me do um, this for a few minutes. So, so this fight scene is similar to one in like the later movies. Oh, okay. And like there's, in both, I think both of the later movies or earlier movies, there is both like two little dance mm-hmm. fight scenes that it's kind of they're kind of known for. It's really they're they're fun if you've seen the older ones. This one, if you don't, if you go, you're going in blind, you know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on? But I understand that. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's another thing. I'm sure there's a bunch of like references that I missed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far as uh, uh you know stuff that they like they probably referenced in the original movies and now this is like showing you exactly what happened so i'm yeah, sure i missed a bunch of be. that yeah, yeah um but anyway yeah very weird i will say here's one thing i did appreciate that i think they did half right because there's a lot of battle scenes yes, um so. there's, a, there's a it starts off with the opening battle scene where in our where in the mom dies and then, of course, we see a lot of like World War One and stuff like that. Yeah. I like that there is blood in this movie. Yeah, people think. get people get shot and blood comes out, yeah. which is r- more and more rare in movies. People aren't doing blood. You know, there's so much bloodless stuff. Again, I need to come up with something else to reference because people are not going to like it, but people are not going to like me bringing it up every fucking episode, but Marvel shit. I don't understand how there can be so many fights. The whole, the entire half the universe is fucking dying and everybody's at war for 10 years. There's not a single drop of blood in any of those movies ever. Like there's, they're completely, no, there's not, there's completely bloodless. The only time you might see anything is like at the end of a fight one of somebody's hair is going to be matted with like a little bit of red blood, but there's no, nobody gets like their head cut off and blood comes out. Oh, true. They're completely, oh. they're completely bloodless. Um, uh, this movie at least has some of it, but what I don't like is that it's digital blood you, and it looks cheap. So they're getting shot with stuff and the, the, 
blood splatter is like this, you know, bright digital thing that comes out and it just looks bad. I mean, I'm glad that they're trying to do something, but yeah. why not go all the way and use squibs? Yeah, no, the, that's very true. You know, yeah. squibs, practical effects, that stuff looks so great on yeah. film, on, looks, ca- you know, on camera. Yeah. Even if you, even, even if it doesn't look real, it, I, it, you know, I don't know it still what has it, the it still has the but I think that's because we're the old like slightly older generation so we grew up with like that shit being played out and everything you know like mm-hmm. in the early nineties that's what everyone used and those yeah. were practical effects that worked for us and I feel like they worked really well for, for us because we like it made sense but now it's like oh we don't have time to re like I think it's who's it oh, who did who did the uh, girl in the dragon tattoo oh I don't know. Oh, okay, so let me look it up real quick. Um, I've never seen. I've, I've seen the original of those movies. The like the the original yeah. movies that were in Swedish or whatever. Yeah. I've never seen the. I've never seen the Rooney Mara. Um, who's, who's the director of this? Uh, David Fincher. David Fincher. Uh, he okay. only uses digital blood because of the amount of takes he does. And uh, if they had that much blood everywhere, I believe mm-hmm. they it like reshoots and fucking shit like that are way more difficult. Uh, no, I understand why they do it. Yeah, they do it because it. it's cheaper and easier. I'm saying yeah. it's worse. Um, <laughs> you know, and again, they have the money. That's the yeah, other thing. Don't fucking tell me. I, I don't want to hear any film, co- you know, mm-hmm. film studios uh, pleading poverty. Like, we can't afford digital blood anymore. No, you could if you gave a shit about, at all. Uh, when we can't afford squibs anymore. <clears throat> so... Again, that's just a thing. That's just a trend in, in movies. Again, also part of it is that squibs just look good on film. Again, even if they don't look super realistic, we are, that was such a instrumental part of like filmmaking yeah. forever that it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, that should be an uh, an expected, it just looks great on film. Yeah, it does. For the same reason, like, so what, um, I just found this out that's very interesting. So it's uh, <clears throat> when they first launched the Titanic and the Olympic, they painted the top half, they painted the top half gray. So it was gray and then red underneath okay. when they first launched those ships back in the early 1900s. The reason they did that they knew they were going to have to repaint it all white because they wanted it to be white and red, like the Titanic looks like, but they originally painted it gray for launch day because gray shows up better on a black and white photograph than white does. Does that make sense? So that's kind of the same. That's analogous to what I'm trying to say about squibs is that even if it's not the real thing in real life, the yeah. way it appears on film is just so, so good. dramatic and real. And it, yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're losing someone. Like every single time I've seen that, it's always been like a Tarantino film where like someone's holding someone and they're bleeding out and you're like, oh, fuck. And it, it, it makes you feel like you're there. And like, the best. there's, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good, man. And then he like, might be think, the only, he might be the only dude in town still using, you know, still using a ton of blood. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and yeah, you yeah. know, and you, watch, and, oh, you know, go for it. you know, and practical, you know, all, all practical stuff, you know, using actual film, you know, he's not digital yet. Um, and you know, hopefully he never will be, but you know, who knows? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, another thing about the fight scenes that this, maybe this was, maybe this was like a hallmark of the series, but I noticed and I kind of didn't like was the, the, the 
POV angle. It it goes to like first person down the down the sword, yeah, almost yeah. like it's a first person shooter. Like you know, like Doom. Doom. Yeah, 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 Doom yeah. tried to get that video game thing. So there's a few scenes in Doom, especially at the end, where it's like we're now first person, just like the video game. We yeah, and they're play. going through. He's just mowing them down. I remember that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's actually something that they do in all the films, and like it's just little things that like film angles that like. It's it. I like it a lot. I actually yeah. enjoy it. Like so, that is like a, a stylistic yeah, callback to callback to all the films. Yeah. yeah. To, okay. I think it's really cool. I'm like, dude, I fucking like that they have the gun. Like when he goes down the gun and then it just yeah. stops. Right. I'm like, oh, it's it's it looks cool to me. It looks interesting. Like, so yeah. watching this movie, that again, that's another thing. If they had done way more of it, yeah, yeah. Maybe that like maybe more. that goes to your point of that it wasn't. I like the pacing really. I didn't think it needed more action. Or, okay. or anything like that. Um, I think that generally makes a movie worse is if it's like drowning in action and there's like no story. I thought the story was actually pretty good and everything in this film. Um, but I understand I understand now that if, the, if they have these hallmarks of, you know, dance choreography fight scenes and uh, the, the POV camera angles of yeah. you know, bullets or you know down the sword or down the, gun down or the scope yeah if that's a if that's like a, a stylistic choice that the filmmakers are using then you need a bunch of fight scenes in order to like reinforce that like this that. is the yeah. thing we do because that i think that sword camera angle literally only happens in the final sword yeah. battle and so i've watched this movie for an hour and 45 minutes and then in the last 15 i'm like what are these what are these shots yeah, yeah. Where did this Those come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that. again, I'm not a dude that was expecting that. So that's weird. But again, I think that's I think that's a symbol of a bad job because I shouldn't have to have watched every I shouldn't yeah, have no, to have watched yeah. or remembered every other movie to enjoy a film as like a standalone of that's thing. Fair. Yeah. Um especially like the prequel, especially, you know, a self-contained story. Obviously, if it's if you know, the most forgiving thing is like parts two of a trilogy. If you if you go in watching like if, you, if you've only Back seen to the future two, yeah, if you've only seen Back to the Future two, and you just are don't have any context for one or whatever comes after it. I mean, obviously three, but you know, you know I'm not confused. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, I'm not confused as to the numbers. numbers. <laughs> what comes after two? Damn, dude, it's so hard to fuck, man. It's so hard to be a film critic. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of my point. Is that kind of stuff again took me out of it because they didn't they didn't yeah. let me know that that's their shit. Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, all right, spoilers now. Yeah, let's go into spoilers now. All right, yeah, cool. from here on out, maybe I'll if I get the depending on how our first few episodes do, fans. All right, this is on you guys. I might put a thing on the screen being like spoilers. I might do a graphic, but if you don't watch these fucking episodes, if you don't watch episodes one through four or whatever, we're not doing graphics. Okay. I'm not going to put in work unless you put in the time to watch this shit. (laughs) That's the the, let's get trashed, scold the audience corner. Um, Yeah. Spoilers. Talk about it. All right. Cool. Um, Yeah. So, um, this movie <laughs> dude there was so it was kind of kind of like just a long kind of bullshit like 
the guy that we're, we, I guess, is on the father's side at the beginning is like saying all these things like, hey, you shouldn't let him go. Like he's he's the one manipulating the whole thing. He's the one in charge of what's going on. He's in charge of Rasputin and Hitler at some. Oh, did you watch the end end credits? No, there's a okay, fucking post credits on the shit. Yes, there is. Damn it, dude. I was, that was that was one. <laughs> that was one in the plus column. Was like at least this film doesn't have a fucking post credits. I, I yeah. fast forwarded. Wait. Okay. Did you? Okay. Was, there was a. Yeah. Okay, so did you see the interaction with Hitler? Did you see that? No. Oh, I didn't fuck, see Hitler dude. in this movie at all. Okay. Well, at the very end, I guess post credit scene. Yeah. Post credit. Yeah. Yeah. It's post credits. Uh, yeah. The, uh, there. Um, I guess the guy that took over the guy that was killed is now like, we need someone better. And they're like, they just see Hitler and it's just like, Oh, he's going to do it. Like he's the one that carries on this evil, like fucking like shithole. So Hitler takes over for our Scottish bad guy. Uh, I, I think he takes over. Yes. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't track. Well, it's something along those lines. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly what but i know that hitler is now the new person in charge and like they're like this is great we got the guy you that's know? so funny to tease hitler yeah like what do you know about it like yeah who's watching a <laughs> world war one movie like i wonder what comes next like, <laughs> is it world war three are we skipping two <laughs> uh, oh shit you know and to walk walk out of the walk out of the theater being like you know uh, so what happens after this movie? Like, I wonder where they go from here. Thinking about the characters. Well, to be fair, they could have changed it up. Like, I don't like you know, Inglorious Bastards. They kill Hitler. You know, like uh, spoilers, guys. I don't know if you know about that either. Uh, but yeah, Inglorious Bastards. They kill Hitler in the theater. You know, it's well, just, like it could in, have been changed up. In the Kingsman Part One, did they mention that they killed Hitler? <laughs> like again, this is a prequel, so I don't know if we're gonna. Yeah. Have a, I don't know. If maybe so. Is there gonna be since you said that Kingsman I was think, a modern day? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. so that's the other thing about this. Um, like I like I mentioned earlier, we we get to our we get to our ending being <laughs> being like uh, in order to I'm going to prevent war. I got to create a secret spy organization yeah. that this is kind of nonsensical. Um, <clears throat> this this weird this this idiotic way of like how they framed all this. So this is yeah. another storytelling thing that's poorly done. But they meet at that secret. They meet at the tailor shop. Yeah. The he's like, I'm going to create a spy organization that is a, a super secret, not connected with the government. This is like extrajudicial, extrajudicial, not part of the government. Super secret. Uh, nobody in the government knows. King George, thanks for being here. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna do that, great guy. Thanks for showing up, man. <laughs> yeah, the the whole point of it is like, you know, I, you know, it's like MI6 or all are you know are are the king's bureaucrats and king's spy network that exists as part of our military, you know, yeah, budget complex. He's like, they can't get it done for some reason. I don't know why they think they can't get it done. We haven't seen them try and fail. So the idea is just like he's the only one that can do it instead of just making him in charge of the existing spy network. Because, again, he has this friendship with the king. The king's yeah. not like, well, I just put you in charge of the spies. He's like, he's like, come to my meeting, king, and then we'll talk and I'll, I'll, I'll show you my idea. And then the king shows up and he's, he's like, we're all part of this organization now. And the king's like, yeah, sure, dude, sign me up. I want to be in like I'm game. I'm so glad nobody ever. Invi- nobody ever includes me now that I'm king. <laughs> 
you know, um, but again, if the king is part of it, then you're not, you're not extrajudicial. You're not outside of the government. The king's there. Yeah, yeah, you're part of the, you're part of society. At that point. <laughs> yeah, at, at 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 that point, you have king accountability. <laughs> if he's in it, someone. the whole yeah, the whole thing is if you're trying to be I don't know. So that again, that just doesn't even make sense. Which makes yeah. me think that the actual mainline entries in this uh, series don't make sense. Oh. Um, and then. Let's let's talk about what uh one what I did really like. You like the son dying? You like I did. Dying? I did. I didn't like that actor, man. I you was like, like the actor? I'm glad he's gone. Yeah. Oh. I like the kid. I don't even. I don't know what that what his name was, but I liked I him. I thought. I mean, I don't know. I thought he did a fine job. He's a kid. He was. Yeah. He was good at being like a petulant kid. Yeah. It didn't quite. Again, another part of it that just doesn't make sense like motivation and then as you know as you listen to these episodes if anybody's listening you're gonna hear me harp on one thing is like character motivation that's the main thing i can i fully accept the premise that this i accept that we're in this world where there's a secret um secret cabal of uh of Master, masterminds and double agents that are plotting for world destruction. I understand that they have like more technology than they kind of should have in 1915 or whatever. Um, I'm fine with all that. The characters still have to be human and still have to ring true. Yeah. This kid, all he wants to do is like, he wants to make a difference. He wants to, he wants to be involved. He, he wants to save the world. He's young. That's a very, that's a very common motivation for a young character and it's totally yeah. fine i buy it i got no problem with it um he begs his dad to let him in 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 on the game dad's like all right you know ray finds like all right i'll let you i'll let you in on the secret i created a spy network uh, a very cleverly you know a clever conceit of a spy network is that we're only working with uh servants and stuff everybody has servants and maids and butlers that's yeah. who we're going to deputize yeah. and and use in our network i don't know what they're offering them in exchange probably good pay Pension, maybe probably yeah uh, yeah two bonds one more two bonds i would be yeah if it's if it's 1917 and you're offering me world war ii bonds i am fucking i'm shocked i'm like what please don't tell me yeah we're going to what war? do you, what do you know, dude? <laughs> That's how sure he was. He's like, we're gonna make this war of World War II happen, and we're gonna we're gonna pay you well with it. And they're like, all right, let's, have, let's see what happens. Uh, anyway, but it, that's a clever idea. I mean, the the idea of of you know reaching out to like the the servant class and the butlers and stuff, which it is you know again a, a perfect contrast to the villains. Yeah, because the villains are all aristocrats and people that are high in government of power, yep. but but we see being the good, you know, the good, uh, you know, proletariats that we are. We see that the actual people getting it done, the people who win in the end, the are the class. are the underclass, yeah, underclass. the servants and the butlers. That's who's yeah. the real, you know. You might have Rasputin, and you might have. Uh, that German, that that German guy that played Zoller in Inglorious Bastards. Oh shit! Bro. Yeah, he was Frederick Zoller from Inglorious Bastards. He's good. He's good in everything. 
Uh, you might have those guys, but we have <clears throat> we have some dude that we have the dude that gets Diet Coke for Donald Trump in the White House. Like we have that guy on our team, <laughs> and that's gonna that's gonna <clears throat> that's gonna win the war. Yeah, that's who's more important than uh, German aristocracy or whatever. Uh, yeah, you froze for a little bit. I'll cut out there. What did you say anything? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, anyways, so that's, again, that's a clever thing. The sun gets involved. They get to go on their first mission, which is seduce and kill Rasputin yeah. by poisoning him with a, a Bakewell tart. Shout out to my Great British Bake Off fans. You know, uh, you'll, you'll recognize two... Shout out, shout out to the Bakewell tart and shout out to my girl, the Victoria sponge, two British staples of uh, baking that appear in this film. Nice. Uh, I'm glad you know both. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Did you write that down or are you just like, no, you're that I, heavily I, invested in dessert. <laughs> that was the, that was the most, yeah, that was the thing that, that was the most accurate that's, thing in that's this the film. Detail, <laughs> that's the detail I enjoyed the most. If, if, you know, I, if we get tired of talking about movies, this is going to become a great British baking show podcast. Dude, actually, that might be more fun because I really like that show. Dude, you do? It's awesome. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, so it's, it's so good. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, dude, I love watching Everybody's like, oh shit, what's going down this week? You so know? good. Everybody's I love it. Everybody's so nice. Yeah, they're so, so nice. polite to each other. Um, they're like really Paul Hollywood. Good Paul Hollywood. Yeah, Paul yeah. Hollywood. They've got good camaraderie. There's no. Yeah. There's very little. There's more and more now. Which yeah, sucks, right, but yeah. but early on there was no like fake American drama. Yeah, because yeah. every you know every American. That's why that's why what's his name that British. That's why fucking Gordon Ramsay had to move to America because yeah. it's like he's like he can't be in England shouting at people. I'm like, dude, that doesn't work over here. We're, we're not we're not going to fall for this like we're not going to fall for this cheap bullshit. Go to America where they're dumb enough to think that you're actually mad at them. You know, um, so but that's why Brit the. British baking show is great because it's just like I don't know. Everybody's just trying to cook some shit. I don't know. It's yeah, great. and everyone, and every, yeah, the camaraderie, everything, everything's so nice. And everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, let me help you." It's like, dude, that's that would never yeah. happen and here. It, and it's, <laughs> the, it's the same music. They 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 yep. they're not doing. They're not changing it up. They're not changing the score. They're not doing extra dun dun duns every fucking time somebody like yeah. drops a teaspoon or, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. It's, it's just, just various melodies, yeah. and then it's like a cake will fall, and I'm like, oh no! And well, everyone's like, let they me have, help you fix that. You know? They have three happy melodies, and then they have like two like tense melodies yeah. that they play like times running out. They have whatever they are. They've got two rushing somewhere. Yeah, um, but it's nothing. It's not a crazy. It's just a little bit tense. Uh, I love which is all you, need. you watch this. I, love, I didn't know you watched. I've watched it. every. Fucking episode. Uh, yeah, same man. Yeah. Like, I watch the Christmas specials too, and they have like the recurring. Yeah, I'm like, fucking love that shit. It's only like three They're episodes, back. but I'm like, I'm yes, in this. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Dude, Fans. Yeah, yeah, we're this is gonna be a great British baking show podcast. <laughs> so, let's switch. get let's get let's get let's get baked. Let's get let's get, let's get binned. Instead of let's get trashed, let's get binned. That's what they say over there. Yeah. Um anyway. Back to the king's man. So anyway, they the the son finally gets his wish. Yeah, he finally is like, I get to be part of the action. We're I'm going with dad to Russia, and we're going to kill Rasputin together. 
and they do it. They're successful. And then on the way back, he's like, it's my birthday. I'm old enough to join the army now and I don't need you. I'm going to join the army. And everyone's just like, you know, he's like, I don't care if you don't, if you're not going to let me, I'm going to go. And at no point does Ray Fiennes be like, how about you just hang out and we'll do more missions? <laughs> like, you're... This could be so much more fun with you involved. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, he's like, you are, you know, he could have been like, you are doing, you could be more impactful yeah. as a spy. Yeah. And the kid's, like, I, the kid's like, I want to go to the front. And he's like, don't go to the front lines. That's that's where you get crazy. slaughtered. That's yeah, that's, get... it's World War One, dude. You're going to die. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody in the front lines died in World War One. Every, yeah, you know, yeah. he's oh. like, he's like, just don't do that. Just hang out, hang out here with, yeah. hang out. Like, I'll put you in more spy shit. I'll teach you how to do this spy thing. Yeah. We'll, you know, and then you we'll can put, be, let's together. you can be super, yeah. <laughs> you can be you can be super impactful and you know he there he, he could, could have difference. yeah even but i guess what he does do in war is kind of doesn't he get information about what's going on and he's able to conv- like oh, yes yeah. accidentally uh once again is, being a hero uh, that's fine that's part of that's part of movie magic is people being in situations that make them more um interesting or impactful than they would then obviously would make sense in real life but it's just um, Ray Fiennes doesn't even try to explain to this kid. They, they, it's just a foregone conclusion that there's nothing he can do. Yeah, and, no, and, which yeah. again is like I'm looking around like nobody's going to say you. No, you just committed an assassination. Like you just you know you you don't have to feel like you haven't done anything. You just did something big, and now yeah. we can. Um, I don't know. He also stops the first. Archduke Ferdinand assassination. Yeah, he does. He does. He crushes it. He he but uses then, his umbrella. He kicks the bomb away, and it's like, dude, this kid rules. Yeah. I, you know, I thought we were gonna see like more of him. I also did not expect him to die. Yeah, same. I didn't expect that either. Really? Yeah, I did not expect him to die. Okay, I figured that was a thing that that was like a common. I thought that was commonly mentioned in the. Uh, I'm watching this thing like uh, imagining that the original films are. Ray Fiennes talking about why he does, you know, my, I, I started this organization because my son died and I'm trying to do whatever. That's what I assumed. And I figured this is like, this is us finally, this is the fans finally getting to see what happened to the son that they've heard so much about, but you're saying that's not the case. Uh, yeah, not, not really. Cause I was expecting the kid to live and all this. I wasn't expecting, I was like, how's this next generation going to be? You know, I thought this kid was going to lead it kind of, you know, um, that was not the case. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, the father kind of just takes over and is like, that's his thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I didn't, wasn't expecting that, but that was, that was, I, I'm, I didn't dig him. So I was like, eh, like, I didn't, it wasn't a big deal for me, but I did, was like, yeah. oh shit, I didn't, I did not expect him to die at all. And the mm. fact that he did, and then it carried on, I was like, oh, well, where are we going with this now? And then it, it worked kind of. It was um, good. And I, I also like, I like that his death was, um, heroic, noble. Well, not, not, no, his death, his death wasn't heroic. His his final deed was heroic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But his death was tragic. His his you know he um he gets killed at the height of his victory. Yeah, yeah. By friendly fire at his peak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it, it's it's yeah. a it's a bad death. So that's 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 actually a really good thing about it is that it's not a he doesn't get some cheesy like heroic death. Yeah, he gets he gets killed by a dude that's confused. Yeah, and and he doesn't get a chance to explain. And it's also you know partially due to his own actions. If he hadn't, yeah, that's fucking you know, fucked up. That's you know if he hadn't um, done what he did. To like trade places with that with uh, another another soldier. Soldier, yeah, yeah. Then we would have never. Um, he would never die. Then he wouldn't have been in that position. Yeah. To be helpful, but he also wouldn't have gotten killed for for being accused of being a spy when he's clearly not the the guy he's impersonating. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> one. Th- yeah. So anyway, that was good. Um. I I did like another thing I did like about it. Um, again, I, I'm I'm more than willing to accept that this is the universe. At the very beginning of the movie, uh, near the beginning of the movie, we have the sun, and then the uh, 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 what's the what was the butler's name or the driver's name? Oh fuck, let me see. Uh, I believe it was Shola. Shola, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So we have we have Conrad is the sun. We have Conrad and Shola, and they're knife fighting each other yeah. they're they're practicing with knives which uh you know uh we might bring up but uh, similar to dune dune had a knife had a knife fight between yeah. between the the aristocrat's son and you know one of his uh, uh one of, the, somebody on his somebody on his staff yeah one of his mentors um so that was good so that set that sets up that he's got some knife skills as a young man yeah, yeah. that sets up the knife battle in the middle of world war one. <laughs> yeah. Which you would think doesn't make sense, but they did. That's all I ask is they did just enough to justify it. Yeah. Uh, that, so in between enemy lines, uh, a spy goes down with crucial information. Uh, Conrad Ray finds his son and a few other guys, Volunteer, or get voluntold, as we say in the army. We, as they say in the army, some as of the a guys get myself, voluntold. As a, <laughs> yeah, as a as a podcast veteran. <laughs> um, no, as you know, Conrad volunteers, and some other guys are forced to go, and they go to retrieve this. They retrieve this information that's in the middle, halfway, but equidistant between the British lines and the German lines. Yeah. As they're out there, middle of the night sneaking around being sneaky they come across a german group fortunately the exact number of people <laughs> it's seven on seven <laughs> seven on seven seven, seven on seven like a spring football game <laughs> and then easter they, sunday easter sunday <laughs> they run into each other and they, they run sense. into each other in the middle of the battlefield they don't use guns. They, they don't, don't use, use guns. guns. This is how we get our. Guns, this is how we get our knife fight. Yeah. 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 How is it's it? Clever. It's clever. Yeah. I, I like it. The, the, the fact that they can't use guns because if they use guns, they will get blown to fucking smithereens by every fucking force around them. I think that was fucking sick. The the actual knife fights were. I thought that was fun. I thought that was. I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought. Okay. I to be fair, I enjoyed that more than I did the Rasputin fight, just because it was okay. like. Hey, we gotta shut the fuck up. We 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 both both parties knows what's at stake. If any noises are made, if a gun right. goes off, we're fucked. And that's what happens. Yeah, she goes down quick, and he loses 
everyone immediately. Like, there's only one other guy, and he's just like, I'll hold him off. Get the fuck out of here. And he just runs away. But it was, like, fucking crazy. Like, just seeing that and then just seeing all the fucking bullets coming around and just destroying his family and or his friends, I guess, or his allies. Like, that was fucking rough, dude. But it was a yeah. sick scene to see. It was a good, it was a, it was a good, I mean, obviously it was a fun fight scene to watch. And, and again, the, on the surface, it's like, why, you know, if you just think about it, you're like, why are they knife fighting on a fucking World War One battlefield? But they give us, they give us that little justification of this is why. Yeah. That's all I want. It's just, yeah. just, and just dude, justify it to me a that, little bit and I will go with it in any it, film. It also made a lot of sense too, man. That's why I enjoyed that. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much sense it made. I, I don't know if. Is there any has that ever happened? I is think it, so. I feel like it's that's probably like a factual thing, man. Okay, like maybe in war, like if it is, like, oh fuck. if it is more of all the more power, more power yeah. to it. I don't know if it was a, a fair fight, like seven on seven. I don't know if those numbers were thought out beforehand, right? And they were like, hey, we got seven, you got seven, cool, let's do this. But yeah, just, I don't know. just the concept of we can't use guns because the people around us don't know whether we're good guys or bad guys, and they yeah. might. They might will just they'll just start shooting at this area if they hear gunfire from this area. Um, yeah. I, I like that. I don't know if that's ever happened in real life, but who knows? Maybe it did. It, it's believable, like it's believable enough. Yeah, that I would take. I'll take it for. Um, yeah, and then of course we find ourselves at the end of the movie. Uh, oh yeah, the whole thing was predicated on the X Y Z affair, which if you're not a history buff, you might forget that there was a time when. Uh, Germany thought it prudent to reach out to Mexico and have Mexico attack the United States before the United States was in World War One. The United States was not going to go to war in World War One. And Germany was like, we need to get we need to convince Mexico to sneak attack the U.S. Um, and that'll keep them busy and then they won't come over here and fight. And then, you know, our government finds out about it. Mexico doesn't sneak attack, yeah. but our government finds out about it, and then they entered World War One because uh, yeah. that was an act of aggression from Germany. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what I mean. What would that? What would the world be like if Mexico had fucking sucker punched the United States in 1917? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know how how the course of history would change. I think I think Mexico would be way worse off. <laughs> um, or, or or who knows? That's the other thing. This is early enough. This is early enough. Where <laughs> if, if America had fought, if America had won that war, it's only it's only it's only sixty years after the Spanish American War. We won that war. We took all that land. We're sixty years later. If they start another one, Texas might go down to fucking Mexico City, like you know. <laughs> Tecnoticlon might be a fucking Texas city if that's the case. You know what I mean? It, yeah, no, exactly, yeah. We might have just taken it all, uh, yeah. assuming we win. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? That would have been wild. But it's also, you know, Mexico, cut our eye on you, all right? It's only been 105 years. Don't think we don't remember what, what, <laughs> what, y'all, what y'all almost did to us. <laughs> So stupid. Oh God! No, man. I have no idea if they. Does anybody historically know? I'm sure somebody knows. Somebody who's not the dumbest two guys on earth probably knows. But does anybody? I I wonder what Mexico when Mexico got that telegram that that correspondence from 
Germany. Yeah. What did they say? Was there anybody in Mexico being like, yeah, probably we could fuck <laughs> Germany like this? <laughs> or did it, did you know, I would imagine they would get that and be like, who the fuck sent us this? Like, why would you think What's we would do Germany? that? What's Germany? What's Germany? Yeah. It, it might, it literally, legitimately might be a thing where they're like, there's no way we're doing this. This is, <laughs> this I can't believe, I can't believe you even asked. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, it'd be like me, it'd be like me sending a, sending a DM to like George Clooney's wife being like, you want to hook up? Like, <laughs> she would be like, why would you even present this to me? Like, Oh man, yeah. Um, um, I I I want to rate this movie. I want to rate this like a five out of ten. You gave it a five. Okay, five out of ten. Yeah, it, it was at a five. Yeah, I don't think it was up to par to anything of the newer films. Mm. And uh, you mean the was, the the older films, the older films, I guess that are and, uh, that are the sequels set or whatever. Current day, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's a five just because I didn't I didn't dig I didn't love it. I had I enjoyed some moments, but mm. overall I was not impressed. It kind of left me bored a little bit okay yeah i've got to see so again my way steve as those of our, our long-time listeners know steve gives it a number ranking out of 10 i generally say whether i would recommend it or not um and i think about what that means is like am i going am i going out am i going to go and talk to somebody and bring the, am i going to bring this movie up and be like you need to watch it probably not but if somebody asks me was it good should i watch it I'll probably say yes, but I'm not going to like, I'm not proselytizing it, but I do, I would recommend this movie. I think it was, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. I would recommend it. I would recommend it to somebody. Um, and then just a uh, couple before, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up in a minute. couple. Th- oh, uh, we could do Rotten Tomatoes has it a 42 as the critic score and right. 80 as the audience score. So eight, audiences are on board with it. Um, <clears throat> critics didn't like it that much. IMDb's got a 6.4. Letterbox has a 2.9. Out of five? Uh, yeah, out of five. Right. Which is what, so, you, you know, when we rank it on our on our uh, official Let's Get Trashed Letterbox account, uh, the ranking will be 2.5. I think you could do a half star because that's, that's Steve doing five out of ten. Yeah. Two and a half out of five is the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, two more things before we wrap this one up. <clears throat> They have a lot of the the. Why did the why did the evil collective? They all had rings that we we get they they get rings. That's part of their that's 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 a big scene in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, is everybody everybody get your ring, and this signifies you're part of my evil organization that I'm in charge of. Yeah. Later, the way they the way Ray finds just finds out about this organization is they all also have scarves that are like the purest cashmere from this one mountain in Scotland. And it's, that's what's so, that's the funny thing is like they set up the ring as they set up the rings as being this thing that like, this is our indicator. This is how, you know, and that's, that's going to be important later on in the movie. And it's fucking not important. The scarf, which you don't even know about until halfway through, yeah. it turns out they all so they have rings and scarves. Like they could have picked, they should have picked just one of those things to be our, yeah. our, our, our symbolic, yeah, our symbolic. Yeah, 
to to connect him like oh so and so had the exact same scarf so and so had that is what they did but they set it up at the beginning as so and so has the exact same ring so that was just a weird yeah there's some things that were inconsistent choice that wasn't thought out by the storytellers um and then anyway the other thing that made me laugh is at the very end of the movie very end so now the whole thing is to get us to the point where ray finds is setting up the kingsman organization and his <laughs> what he said he's like we're gonna create this spy network so we can stop war from ever happening again and and the i that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna preserve peace because we <laughs> never we're, we never want to see war ever again and i just want to say hats off to you sir you did a great job <laughs> congrats 1923 you start this organization. I just want to say you crushed it with the no war thing. It certainly didn't happen 15 years later. It certainly didn't happen 10 years after that, eight years after that for, for 30 straight years between you and Russia. Uh, it certainly didn't happen in the nineties. It certainly didn't happen in the two thousands twice. Uh, it certainly isn't going on right now. So well, done. Hat, so yeah, that hats off to Ray fines for, for, Save the world. <laughs> yeah, for like like uh, like Morty says for so that one Rick and episode Rick and Morty episode where they're fighting the president. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're drowning in peace." <laughs> the president's like, "Peace summits are important." He's like, "Oh yeah, we're drowning in peace." I was like that that popped into my head. It was, it was like, "Yeah, you're a great job, Ray Fines. You're doing so good with all the all the peace that we have." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks everybody for checking us out again. Uh, I'm Nick, that's Steve. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Nick Tazo Drums, uh, Steve at Step on Hen for his art content. <clears throat> um, follow our, follow our uh, YouTube page, like and subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what movie you want us to talk about next. Also, let us know what, let us know if we're dumb and if you don't like the things we say about these movies, <laughs> if we don't like a movie you like, tell us. Yeah. Give um, us an explanation why. Want, yeah. Like, we want to know what your rebuttal is. We want to know why. Hear it. Yeah. And then explain why Marvel movies are the best movies on earth. And yeah. then tell Nick that he sucks ass. Ex- yeah. It's please. fine. It's- Ex- explain it to us. Explain it to me. Uh, I could probably be convinced. You know what? If you, if you, if you like and subscribe hard enough, I could probably be convinced to say good things about Marvel movies. Going forward. So, so don't, don't give up Marvel fans. All right, definitely don't stop watching because I'm a lost cause. If you just if you hang in there and if you tell all your friends about this show, you you you, you can get uh, you can get me. So don't don't give up. Yeah, you can you can bring me back. You can bring me back to the light side of the force. Another fucking franchise I'm not going to watch anymore of. Uh, so anyway, yeah, do all that. Uh, let's get trashed pod on Instagram. Let's get trashed on Letterboxd. Uh, Yeah, and we will see you all next time. Thanks, everybody.